Hello, Syngap Land. My name is Michael Grawley, and this is episode 65 of Syngap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing on everything you need to know about Syngap 1. I didn't do an episode last week because I had a lot going on last week. My service dog arrived, and that, that was a lot. And on Wednesday night, I had to get on a plane. Oh, yeah, three things. My, son got his, my other son got his tonsils out. Bonkers. I got a service dog the day before that. Crazy. And then on Wednesday, like four days ago-ish, I had to get on a plane. Two, five, six days ago. I had to get on a plane... Red Eye, I'm way too old to be doing Red Eyes, by the way. That was a bad call. Red Eye, and I flew to Dallas-Fort Worth, which is apparently two different cities. Funny story there, but I don't have time to tell you. Um, so I flew to Dallas-Fort Worth and went to the Dravet Syndrome Foundation Biannual Conference. And that was a really good decision. Not only that, and I've been talking about this for a while, by the way. Um, not only did we do that, but we had a number of families uh, connect with us there. So if you're following us on Facebook or Twitter, you saw some pictures of a number of Syngap families together. We also took a great picture with Stoke Therapeutics, who was there. It was wonderful to share air and, and to be together with other affected families and parents and leaders in the Syngap Research Fund. So it was it was very exciting. And I got a couple of highlights I want to share with you. First highlight, like, Mike, why do you keep going to these other rare disease conferences? Don't we have enough to do? Yeah, yeah, we do. We have a lot to do, but we got to learn from the people who have gone before us. Like you got to understand the Dravet Syndrome Foundations are like the OG, the original gangster. Like it was like 10 years ago when Marianne Maskus was running around AAS and getting introduced to people like Scott Barabin and setting into motion things that 10 years later are resulting in drugs being made for kids with the Dravet. Marianne Maskus is a legend and we are so lucky to be friends with her and to be welcome at her events and to... Um, be able to continue to learn from her because she's a class act. And the Dravet Syndrome Foundation is where I expect SRF to go. Big, professional, effective, respected, changing lives. That's what DSF does. That's what SRF will do. So, um, sorry, I get worked up about when I talk about my heroes. So anyway, really, it was an amazing conference. And I just want to give you guys some highlights. Highlight number one, you know, we're sitting there in the back. It was me and Vicky and Marta and Peter and Merlina and Olga. And we're just watching. We're like, hmm, what's that company? That researcher seems to be pretty cool. What do they do? Maybe they should work on our stuff. For example, Dr. Danielle Andrade. Dr. Andrade runs a program called AGE, A-G-E. This is a very smart acronym. She's a very smart, smart lady. And that's for adults with genetic epilepsies. And she's like the OG for that. She's the one who's like, why aren't we talking about adults with Dravet? Why aren't we talking about adults with other genetic epilepsies? Funny story, there's a tweet. I should probably look for it. And um, Dr. Andrade was recruiting for a study because she started with Dravet. Everything starts with Dravet. And then she said, let's study these other adults genetic epilepsies and she did a study on that and I was on Twitter and I was like hey what why isn't Syngap on this list like I like her I respect her I retweet her she's a lovely lovely human being a great scientist great doctor but I was like what what about us she called me and she said well I mean can I really recruit 20 adults of, with uh Syngap 1 and I was like yes yes we will I promise you we will make it happen please include us in your paper fast forward a few months Saturday, we're sitting in a private conference room, courtesy of Marianne Meskis, Dravet Syndrome Foundation. Thank you, Marianne. And Dr. Andrade's throwing up slides about adults, adults and gapians, and what she's learning about them. And she's going to publish this paper shortly. Amazing! It's going to be us and CHD too. Amazing! So because of our advocacy, because of our relationships, because we studied DSF, we were able to identify exactly who is the pro and say, hey, what about us? And guess what? Now we're going to get in the literature. And then more doctors are going to learn more about 
what our kids will look like as they grow up. It's a win. It's a, it's a down the middle win for SRF. And it's why it's important for us to show up at these, these, these events in numbers and to connect with as many people as possible. So Dr. Andrade, huge thanks to her. That was, a, that was an exciting afternoon. We also got to meet with uh, Dr. Papadelis, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, and Dr. Perry, who are at Cook Children's. And Dr. Perry is one of the other OGs, right? It's a long story there, but he's like, he's like the king of, of neurology at Cook Children's. Really cool guy, amazing. I mean, he's sort of, you know, the intersection of neurologists and people who are funny and people who are personable and have great personality and stage presence and enter, have an A-game on Twitter. Like if you intersect all of those circles, there's probably very few people in all of them. And one of them would be Dr. Perry. And um, another person who is in deep with Dravet Syndrome Foundation and who we've built a relationship with via Peter Halliburton on our board, via Twitter. It's all about Twitter. And uh, Dr. Perry was a very gracious host at this event, gave us some t-shirts, um, was very kind to us, and also sat with us and Dr. Papadelis and told us about a very cool study they're going to do at Cook Children's on Syngapians, funded by a Syngap uh, family, a Syngap auntie, or great aunt, maybe. So thank you very much to the Foster family for making that happen. And uh, it was awesome to hear Dr. Papadelis talk to the Dravet community about what he's doing for them, and then to come into a, a room with us and tell us that he's basically going to do very similar work with us. And that's just exciting, you guys, because Dravet Syndrome Foundation has been around for a long time, and we are, we are catching up. We are moving, um, we are trying to move faster because they've already cleared the path. We don't have their numbers and we don't have their pharma interest, but what's going to help their kids could help our kids. I'll give you a third example, right? So I told you about Andrade, win for Syngap. I told you about, about Dr. Papadelis, win for Syngap. I'm going to tell you about um, Longboard and another company. Oh, Mike's going to think of the name, think of the name. It's the spin-out from the Barabin Lab. Whatever, I'll come back to it. So there were a number of drug companies who presented on Thursday, and that's why I had to red-eye on Wednesday. And um, one of them was Longboard Pharma. And I walked up to the, the Dr. K, not the Dr. K from Stoke, but Dr. K from Long, two Dr. Ks apparently. And I walked up to him afterwards. I was like, hey, that drug you were talking about would be a really good fit for our kids because it's basically, um, it's very similar to benzodiazepines, think Onfi, but with a lot less of the side effects, the dulling and the quieting. And I said, wow, I'd love you to work on Syncap. And he's like, tell me more about Syncap. So we, we followed up and we're going to have a meeting and we're going to explain to him all about Syncap and why we his company should be thinking about our community. And what's exciting about Longboard is this molecule they've got. Um, they're running a clinical trial for adults right now. Right now it's 18 and over. That's about to be lowered, so stay tuned. But right now it's 18 and over and they said, you know, any adult with, with, a, with a developmental epileptic encephalopathy, so not with Dravet, with a DEE like Syngap 1, could enroll in this, which means if you're listening to this and you've got an 18 or over with Syngap, go to Longboard Pharmaceuticals right now, sign up for their trial, and um, try to get into it because this is a really interesting drug. And, um, and then there was another company, Epigenics. It was around the tip of my tongue. Epigenics is a spin out of the Barabin lab. The, Scott Barabin is, this, is a professor of neurosurgery at UCSF, and he did a cool grant from the NIH for zebrafish. I don't have time to talk about zebrafish. But um, basically, he's got a lot of zebrafish, and he's done STXBP1. Hey, Charlene, are you listening? He's done STXBP1, and he's done um, 
Dravet. And I said, well, why about Syngap? And there's all these complexities with Syngap because our, our kids don't seize till later. And so the fish don't seize till later. And because you got to wait for the fish to grow up, it's no longer high throughput. And then by the time the fish are adults, they have scales. Because they have scales, you can't get the drugs in the water through the skin. It's very complicated. But they, forget it all. I, I think the odds of us doing drug discovery with fish are frankly pretty low. Um, and if somebody wants to prove me wrong on that, let me know. Scott's got fish for another year. We should, we'd love to have somebody work with those fish. But here's the point. Epigenics has a drug. If memory serves, it's called Clemazole. First generation antihistamine by Pfizer that Pfizer retired. A second and third generation antihistamines came on the market. So it's a, it's a drug. It's been in humans. It's safe. It's been marketed. And because it was used as an antihistamine and better antihistamines came along, they took it away. But it's still there. We still know about it. And then Scott's little fish, little seizing fish, got some Clemazole. They stopped seizing. Whoa. And Scott's done a lot of work. He's got some great slides on this. But the punchline is Epigenics is about to roll out clinical trials on Clemazole. And it's going to be for, surprise, surprise, kids with Dravet and LGS. So unfortunately, we're not going to get access to the trial. But we and they expect those trials to go well. And then we expect that drug to be marketed. And then hopefully neurologists will feel comfortable writing this drug for our kids because it's super safe because it's just an antihistamine. It's been marketed for years. And maybe that'll help our kids. So again, super exciting to go to the DSF meeting and learn what's going on for DSF and be able to cherry pick. That will help our kids. That will help our, our kids. That researcher over there, that person knows what they're doing. Let's talk to them. Let's get them to work with us too. It, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. I flew home on um, Saturday night because my other son had a birthday party on Sunday. It's been been crazy. And um, face plan. I just got off. I just landed, slept, woke up, started putting up balloons. But... It's exciting. I'm, I'm energized. And I'll tell you the other thing that was exciting, and then I got to shut up. I got a few more things. I'm going to go over. I always go over. Um, it was so nice. So nice to sit in a room with Marta and Vicky and Peter and, and Merlina and Olga and, 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 and talk about the work of the fund and, and talk about how things are going and when we're going to see each other again. And I just strongly encourage every family to make an effort to connect whenever possible. All right. Um, we are having the big event on December 1 and 2 in Nashville. December 1 and 2 in Nashville. December's a great time to be in Nashville. You guys should come. There's a Global Genes Conference in September that's registering now. I'll put that in the show notes. Go to Global Genes if you can. It's a great, it's a great event. If you're a rare disease parent, Global Genes is a must. Um, but if you're a Syngap parent and you're only doing one thing, Go to December 1 and 2 instead. That's going to be epic. So those two things are happening this year. And I urge you to show up because there's nothing like connecting with other parents and supporting each other. That's number one. Number two, I just want to make a couple call outs. Million dollar bike ride. We did it. Uh, we raised, I think, 35000 which we're going to send over to UPenn. And, and they're going to allocate those funds. They're going to match them with another thirty. So thirty-five plus thirty, sixty-five dollars $65,000. And they're going to support someone doing work on Syngap. We'll see how that goes. Very excited. Um, Susan Tavilla, the Queen fundraiser, just did a, a webinar. It was web. I've numbered the webinars now. I don't know why it took me so long, but um, webinar sixty-one. Go check that out. It's all Susan Tavilla taught, making the point. You don't. You don't ask. You don't get. And she's done an amazing job of asking on behalf of our children. And and when we're singing songs about how much SRF has achieved in a few years. The Tavillas, the Tavillas will be a major part of that. So that's super exciting. Um, go watch Webinar 61. Good job to the team MDBR. And I just want to flag that um, two more things. 
tomorrow, there is a webinar being put on by our very own Virginie from our board of directors and a Singap parent who is now an employee of Invitae slash Citizen talking about why every family should be in Citizen. If you are not in Citizen, it is free. We pay all the costs and uh, you're missing a chance to you're missing a chance to advance research for your kid. Make sure your kid is in that data set. It is the most valuable data set uh, on Syngap on Earth. It has already been licensed by two pharma companies that I know about. And I, I strongly urge every single family to get on Citizen. But don't take my word for it. Go listen to Virginie. Webinars tomorrow. Links in the show notes. That's number one. Number two, Jess Ferris is, is leading by example. Um, her family has committed to match up to $10,000 in donations on her, on her Facebook fundraiser. That fundraiser right now is at 7,500-ish, 7,600-ish. So we need to raise $2,300. If we raise $2,300 more, she will match it. And then 10,000 will become 20,000 and we will get closer to funding our next grant. There's also gonna be a couple press releases dropping very soon, like in the next week or so, on even more grants that we've approved. I'm excited to, to tell you guys about that. Hopefully next week, one of those will be live. So good work, people. It's good work. We are working hard over here. And for new families, and I know there's a few new families, welcome to the, to the community. And uh, that's my phone. Good time to stop. Take care.